You're listening to the Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. You're listening to Confidential Brief. My name is Chad Thomas. I'm joined in studio, well, remotely, uh, but still via the studio by Yavi Madura. Yavi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Chad. Yavi, I, I, you and I, we've, we've chatted in the past extensively, especially regarding yeah. uh, media, um, fraud relations, etc. But what caught sure. my attention recently was a um, an online um, article that you did. It was a, it was it was very interactive. It was on social media relating to how parents can safeguard their children online. Tell me a little bit about how you got involved with that and why it is so important for you personally. So with everything that's happening now, um, you know the world the world as we know it, uh, previous or, or prior to COVID nineteen, has completely changed. I don't think we're ever going to be able to say that we're going to go back uh, to the way things were. So let's look at the way things were. Is that you know we had very structured uh, lives in terms of our kids went to a physical building in terms of school. There, you know, whether they had access to to digital devices or technology um, was dependent on the school. And, and all of those kind of things. Then they came home. We had things like screen time, um, how many hours they were allowed to to, to be online, um, and that kind of stuff. Well, most parents do. Um, that's just kind of the general parameters. Now things are a bit blurry because they're doing, um, you know, school via online. So basically their source to their education is completely um, device-driven, which means that they've got access to their devices in an, in an unmeasured or, or, you know, with no boundaries in place, so to speak. Um, and we don't know what they're doing with it. We don't understand exactly what's going on. Um, you are monitoring them in terms of Google Classroom or Zoom or whichever way, uh, you know, your child's school has decided to engage with them. So what has happened, and the reason for that um, was, a, was a gift from my side, uh, being a mom myself, um, I had received a lot of messages, whether it's friends, whether it's business associates, uh, whether it's people just finding me on social media and saying, look, I'm a bit worried about the amount of time that my child is spending with their devices and spending online, you know, whether it's within the structure of, of class or schoolroom or not. Um, I just want to be able to understand what are some of the things that I can do to be able to prevent them from, you know, what's what's happening in the world. Unfortunately, there's a negative side to to online and internet access. How do I prevent that? How do I, you know, just do things, little things? Um, because most of the time, and and Chad, this is where you know you and I've spoken a little bit about it before, is that we want to give our kids the most expensive things that we can afford. Um, maybe it's based on the fact that we never had it or whatever the reason is, it doesn't really matter. But we want to be able to give our kids the best um, that we can, you know, within our financial means. In this particular case, giving them the best can, if you don't know what you don't know, giving them the best is actually opening them up to risk. Um, it's opening up, opening them up to in, you know, non-safety, um, and that kind of stuff. Uh, so this is where that whole thing started, uh, last week, Monday, was that it was, you know, the Monday after Mother's Day, and it was a case of, let me just do it as a once-off, because, you know, I understand that world coming from a digital and technological background, and it was one of those things that, um, I just thought, well, let me put some information out there and, and see what happens. It was quite interactive. Well, Yavi, I enjoyed it, I must be honest, and I think, um, judging by the messages via that social media link, a lot of people yeah. also appreciated the fact that there's somebody out there giving them guidance. We all know the yeah. horror stories of child grooming. We know the horror stories 
of children being exposed to pornography, etc. But it's interesting to hear from a mother's perspective who's involved in um, the fourth industrial revolution, who understands the digital world more about what these dangers are and what we can do to, to prevent these dangers from occurring. So before we take an ad break, um, because after the ad break, I'd like you to just go through a couple of guidelines that our, sure. our listeners should follow. What are the dangers, before we go to ad, that our, our listeners should be looking out for with regards to their, their children's online presence? So some of the behaviors, um, rather, as opposed to the dangers, so some of the behaviors that you should be looking out for, and this, this, you know, this is more along the lines of maybe teenagers who have a little bit more control over their devices than little ones, um, is that that ability, you know, that thing around, I want to hold on to my stuff. I don't want anyone to see it. They close themselves off from the world. They close them. And I mean, that's normal teenage behavior, but then you can feel and you understand, you know your child. So you will know that they are, you know, they're starting to become very aloof, uh, very absent. They're very uh, pedantic and obsessive about their devices. Um, and also just in terms of what are some of the dangers, even for little kids, is that there are unfortunately bad people out there, as in everything in the world. There's good things and there's good people and there's bad people out there that use good things for, for, for bad. So there are ways and means of pedophilia. There's ways and means of that kind of stuff being able to access, especially younger kids who don't understand and they're playing little games, you know, three-year-olds, four-year-olds playing little games and there's ways and means of them being able to access these kids' devices because we don't think that anyone is going to go after um, our children. Our children are in our homes, but their devices open up an entire world. Do you think that it's also the responsibility of the parents not to look to devices as being a babysitting tool, especially now that some parents have to work from home? They're expecting their children to be more on these devices. You know, Chad, um, I said in my in my message, and I think it was the what I posted online before I went out, is like, I know that people use it as babysitting devices and no judgment whatsoever because, you know, until, and you'll know this, until you're a parent, you have, you've only got two hands, one mouth and two legs. You know, there's only so much that you can do. So the fact that people and parents use it as babysitting devices, to what extent becomes another story. But, you know, no judgment from that perspective. But here's the issue is that if you are going to, please make sure that those devices, like like you would interview and you would hand your child over to a, a human babysitter that would keep your child safe and secure, in the same way, have you made sure that that device as a babysitter is completely safe and secure, even more so than a human being? So I think that would be my message in terms of using it from a from a babysitting aspect is that um, you know, we don't know circumstances of, of parents and their lives, especially with all of us trying to figure out how to live in, in our current new normal. Um, but just make sure, you know, you would give your, you would interview that babysitter, give him, him or her the third degree. Have you done that with the devices that you're using as a babysitter? I'm chatting to Yavi Madurai regarding the, the online safety that is required, especially considering our children are, are using so much um, within the digital space at the moment, especially with lockdown. When we come back, we're going to be chatting more about what you can do to ensure that there are devices that are secured and what kind of programs you can use to secure what your child is viewing online. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. 
I'd like to remind everybody that's listening today that uh, if it wasn't through the ingenuity of our studio engineers, Craig Guthrie, um, Tabu, um, Vusi, uh, DJ Flo, and the whole team at HiFM, we would be able to bring you these remote broadcasts. I am myself, I'm sitting at home, my guest is sitting at home, and our guest later is sitting in the Philippines. So we're all trying to get used to what um, Yavi described earlier as the new normal. So the, Yavi, the new normal, what do we do to prevent our children from putting themselves at risk online? So I think it's a case of um, starting, so, so let's look at it from the perspective of digital parenting is not separate, if I can put it that way. It's not something that we have to add on to our lives. The moment your, tri- your child or your children become connected, you are a digital parent, which means that it's about integrating digital into your current parenting styles. Um, as I say, I keep on saying, you know, we're all just trying to do the best that we can. There's no perfect parent. There's no right parent or wrong parent. We're all just trying to navigate this life and trying to do the best that we can. So whatever your parenting style is, it's not about changing that. It's about how do you incorporate these things in. So I think that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fundamental for us to be able to start off with. Um, and in terms of then starting off with it, some of the things that we look at in terms of the digital side to parenting is, um, what are your parental controls when it comes to other things? So for example, um, and it doesn't matter what age, you know, obviously it will be age appropriate when I speak. I'm not going to speak about specific ages, but if you have rules and regulations about other things in your home. So, for example, where your child is allowed to sleep, you know, in terms of friends' houses, um, are they allowed to sleep out in the first place? Um, what time are they allowed to go out if they are allowed to go out at a particular age? Um, what are they not allowed to do? What time is dinner time? What time is bedtime? Those kind of rules, you need to be able to incorporate digital into it. So, for example, what time does the digital device get shut down prior to bedtime? And look, generally, psychologists say two, two hours before. So, there should be rules and regulations about that. That's the first thing. The second thing is because the more rules and regulations you put in, the more psychological structure there is in the child's mind about the fact that you have control and they don't. That's the first point. The second part about it is is that um, whether they have contributed in terms of cost or or financial part of it, um, you own those devices. Until such time they are age appropriate in terms of for you to be comfortable with them owning the devices. And why do I say that? Ownership is a big thing in terms of being able to have an argument or have a debate or discussion around I own the device and therefore I need to be able to have access to certain things. It's exactly the same as you live in my house. These are the rules, you know, basically. So the device, things like you should know your child's password, whether they are 15, 16, 12, 10, you should know the, dev- the, the, the password. Here's a, here's a, a, a suggestion or a recommendation to parents. You d- please don't use that or don't abuse that access, the fact that you know that password to be able to abuse it. Please don't do that because then you are going to, you know, put your child's back up and they're not going to want to share the, the, the password with them, with you. But you should know your child's passwords. Um, for an emergency, um, for the times where you need to be able to track them down, most devices today, you have to be able to know the password in order to find my iPhone, for example. These are the kind of things that you need to be able to access and things like their social media platforms. You should know their passwords to their social media platforms. 
once again, Chad, really don't abuse the fact that you know their passwords and, and try and be in their faces all the time. Um, the second aspect about it is, is that there should be rules and regulations about the device management itself. So um, safety and security switches, for example, I call them switches, but it depends on what type of devices you have, Android, iOS, etc., etc. But there are safety and security measures that or switches that you can, you know, turn on to prevent your child from being able to access certain sites, you know, pornography and that kind of stuff. You really don't need them to be able to see that. They may access it completely innocently um, and not know exactly what they're doing. And then, you know, you don't need them to see those kind of things at, a, at, a, at an inappropriate age. So um, please put on those switches. Make sure that before you give that device to them, one of the key things that I like to tell, you know, the people around me is that, have a discussion with your child when you hand over that device. So, for example, you need to be able, I'm just giving an example, you know, obviously how you speak to your child is very different. Um, I would say, you know, it gives me such an honor to be able to give this to you, to put technology into your hands. You know, I never had access to that as, as a child. And to be able to future-proof you is, is a really proud moment for me as a parent. But with anything there comes certain restrictions and limitations and structure and routine when it comes to this kind of stuff. So um, that is the way I chose to approach it. But you do need to have a sit-down conversation with your child when handing over that device. If you've already handed over that device and you kind of want to do that, nothing stops you from doing it afterwards. It's just that the tone of the conversation um, or your messaging would be different, right? Um, the next thing is, is looking at it from the perspective of um, – so one of the things around um, – I don't know. If, if most parents know this, but you know, we were taught, um, or I, I read about uh, pants when my daughter was quite young, and and pants, and I'm going to read it to you because the last time I forgot it. <laughs> so pants stands for uh, private parts are private. Always remember your body belongs to you. Um, no means no. Talk about secrets that upset you, and S stands for speak up, someone will help you. So pants online and pants in our physical world is exactly the same thing. You need to be able to make your child aware of the fact that there are people out there that will hack into their cameras, for example, the camera that I'm on and you're on right now in terms of our Skype. Have you put a piece of tape over their camera, or is there a switch that you can switch it on and off? Because people do hack into into cameras without you even knowing it and record you. And most of the time, your child's devices are in their rooms, which means that they're getting dressed and those kind of things. You know, it's just an unnecessary. So just manage your risk patterns and make sure that um, that things are in the way they're supposed to be. Do you have things like family accounts? Um, do you make sure that all your all your child's um, online activity or his or her online footprint is linked to those accounts? Do you Google your child every single, at least every single week, at least, if not every single day? Um, and you do it via both their name as well as their image because, and I don't want to scare anyone right now, but, you know, people take images off the Internet and then uh, put them out in terms of um, uh, <laughs> slavery. So you'll all of a sudden find your child's picture somewhere and then, you know, your child becomes a target after that. So you need to be, at, you need to be Googling your child's image, um, their names at least once a week, I would say, um, to be able to just double check that there's no other activity going on. Also, you will then find that, you know, if your child is industrious enough and have created other platforms for themselves while they have a, 
uh, accounts in social media that you know about, but then there's other ones that you don't know about. So you need to be able to just look at it from those kind of things. Um, there's various things. You know, the Internet presents such amazing opportunities for us in terms of being able to future-proof your children and to future-proof yourself. But people use good stuff for bad things. So certain apps may be used for bad things, um, whereas, you know, there's a thing called the calculator, calculator plus, which at first glance is a calculator. But with a couple of passwords, um, it opens up a whole other kind of, um, chunk of information where they're able to hide things like nudes and that kind of stuff. And what it does is, is that if you put in the wrong password, so if you're busy stalking your child and trying to do things that you shouldn't be doing with their passwords, um, they may have another password for this particular app. And then when you try and enter it or you use the wrong password, it takes a picture, a selfie picture of the person that is trying to access their phone. So these are the kind of things that are out there and that we need to be able to make ourselves aware of. Um, I have, Chad, posted, because obviously, you know, this interview cannot, um, I can't tell you everything um, all the time, but I have posted on my blog in terms of being able to look at some of the types of apps that you need to be aware of, but also the types of apps that you need to have as a parent on your cell phone um, or your device to be able to manage your child and to be able to have open, honest discussions with them around the Internet and their safety on the Internet, as well as a thing that is called digital citizenship. So they're behavior online. So, so in closing, I think it's very important that this conversation continues and that people find more information. And you mentioned your blog. Where can your blog be accessed? So you can access my blog. It's on Medium at the moment. Um, my website is going up shortly, but it's on Medium at the moment. So it's Yavi Madure um, um, on Medium. You just look. I mean, my name is so unusual. There's no way you're going to find anyone else by that name. That's the first thing. And then obviously you'll find all of the links to it on all of my social media. So you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, the usual. Um, and uh, the links to that blog uh, for digital parenting um, is on there. So there's there's lots of stuff. And every now and again, I will populate it with um you know, as and when more information comes out, I normally just update it and, and just kind of put some hints and tips. So if you follow, you'll get notifications as and when um, I update. Yavi, such an important chat today. Thank you so yes, much. Sir. And I look forward to chatting to you soon. You too, Chad. Take care and keep safe.